Hey, what's up, Voice Community? It's your host, Charles, here for this episode. And I want to talk about a topic to introduce a guest, which is burning your ships. So uh, a few months back, I met this guy who I admired the way he operated. He was very intentful with the way he spoke about business and everything else when it comes down to life as well. Talked about his mentors. And when I was mentioning him that I was still working on my current job, um, one of the things that he influenced me to do as of today was actually burning the ships, right? Which was making it so much that I have no other option to but to go all in on whatever I'm doing, which is where I'm at as of today. And uh, I just want to give him an appreciation, uh, appreciation message. I just want to give him an appreciation message for this direction that I'm at right now. So I'm very excited to have him here. Uh, it's Freddie Hernandez. You might know him on Instagram, Sell with Freddie. He's been creating a little bit of a platform, putting himself out there. He's a realtor with EXP Realty. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. All right, Freddie. Thanks for joining us here. How are you doing today? Thank you, Charles. Doing good. How are yourself? Uh, doing pretty good, man. I know you're a little busy guy, no. so I want to capture you in action. I want to give a little bit of spotlight to you because, uh, as I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, you were one of the few guys that influenced me to make a decision to burn the ships. It's funny because me and Marcel, you know, is it burn the ships or burn the bridges? Because <laughs> <But laughs> uh, without that push i probably wouldn't have started thinking about it in a few months later mm -hmm. and to really go in all in on my agency and because of that as of right now i'm thinking nothing but my agency and how to grow it how to make it sustainable how to make it a better culture for me and my team and how to get the best experience for all my clients now for anybody here who's listening um i, I want to get a little introduction about you as well right so uh freddie um i met him where how do we meet bro jim the gym. Every, I meet everybody through, at the gym. Uh, Jesus. And then through Manny, and then uh, and then the, the collapse center, and then it all just kind of. Okay. Yeah, it feels like everybody's connected somehow, <laughs> right? Small world, small world. I and I love it because like it's funny because you start to uh, gravitate towards people with similar values, similar hustle, similar mindset, and I just fuck with it. So I have to get this guy some shout out and the fact the way he was operating differently as a real 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 estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, would you consider yourself a broker too? So just agent for now. Agent for now. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. So um, as far as that and you know i just really respect the way you handle business and relationships thank you man. right for that. sure so for all of our listeners here at voiced podcast um let's get a little bit of introduction to who you are and how you got started with real estate yeah awesome so freddie hernandez um the way i got started to real estate actually was pretty funny i was uh 23 at the time and i was about to move homes I took a look at my payment, what I was about to rent, and then I just simply asked myself, what, I wonder if I could afford a house. Like, I'm really tired of paying my landlord, you know, X amount of money. I think at that time I was paying like $2,500 in mortgage. Wow. Um, uh, I, I was introduced to a loan officer. He took me in within a week. He said, hey, congrats, Freddie. You qualify for X amount. And before I knew it, I was buying a house. Oh, um, shit. At that time, I had met a really, really good friend of mine who was also in the business. And I actually met him at the gym as well, too. And I think those two things coincided perfectly where as soon as I bought my house, I always knew I wanted to go into small business. I loved the whole way that that transaction was done where it just gravitated me. And at that point, I was starting my journey essentially into learning about myself my career where i wanted to go um within the year after purchasing my home i i went all in and became a realtor nice nice awesome and when you got your first home where was this at this was here in north oxnard uh right off of a street called norma by popeyes okay pop yeah. okay cool, cool and okay so then from that transition you decide okay i, I want to learn about real estate as well and also get into business for myself but you're also a very very big on self-development right were yeah. you already into self-development before that or during the process when you became a realtor because some people you know they want they're they're attracted by the money you can make but then they realize that you can't just work on the business you have to work in your business or uh -huh. is it the other way around but basically you have to become personally developed in order for you to grow your business yeah, that's a great question. So at that time, the person that I met at the gym, so he's actually one of my mentors, one of my closest friends. 
Um, he 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 was not too far uh, ahead of age. I think mm-hmm. he's older than me by three or four years. But he was already kind of establishing himself and making a name for himself in the community. And he said, well, if you want to be a realtor, uh, this is what you have to do and read these two books. And at the time, it didn't make sense. But I was like, okay, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to try it. Within, uh, I think, less than a month, I finished those two books, and I, it just blew my mind. I think the first one that I ever read was uh, Outwitting the Devil by okay. Napoleon Hill. Okay. Um, and it just blew my mind. I've, I feel like growing up, uh, that term doesn't get introduced to us, to us uh, you know, appropriately. It's work on yourself. I feel mm-hmm. like no. that term gets thrown around a lot, but you don't really know what it means until someone really takes the time to, to help you understand these books introduce you to these books and i think i was 23 by the time i actually started nice. my journey and then one book after another seminars i i i, I love seminars at, at that time I, I went to my very first seminar uh i went to go see a person called grant cardone okay and that love was that, my man. first seminar ever i met some amazing people and i was hooked at mm-hmm. that time i nice. was just hooked what was the second book uh the second one was uh how to win friends and win friends and okay. influence people okay so yeah. You're you're reading some of the first few books that I started off in my entrepreneurship journey as well. Okay. My first one was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, <laughs> okay. and then Compound Effect. And then some of those I learned about Napoleon Hill. Uh-huh. And then um, the same book that you just learned as well, How to Influence, influence People, that actually started made, made me realize, oh, shit, like I, I want to help or build relationships. Yeah. Like How to Influence, Influence People is my foundation on how I treat most people, certain people, you know, I guess based on how they are, yeah, <laughs> right? I, it, it took me a while because at first I was, I think my personality and the way I grew up was always very uh, independent. Mm-hmm. I never I never asked for favors. I was always t- kind of to myself and I always just figured out a way. But I think the beauty about relationships is there's people that have done their, been there, done that. There's mentors that love to give out information for free because they went through the journey. Nice. So yeah. I, I think it's a beautiful feeling once you actually start meeting people that are like-minded and, mm-hmm. and and you feel the energy too from people. Right. Like you generally feel like a positive energy from 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 just good, kind-hearted people that generally want to get back. And I think it's a beautiful feeling meeting those people. Nice, nice. And thank you for sharing that. I think it's really cool to see where you grew up from, from as well. Now, was it what was it about like learning, you know, doing personal development that intrigued you? I think what intrigued me was just how how your life changes like um, very slowly. Um, like once you read these books and then it's not just reading it, it's actually applying the material. Mm-hmm. It's, so everybody gets something out of a book differently. I For mean, sure. you can read the same book Absolutely. and we'll get something completely different out of it. But that's the beauty of it is that the message can be a, a million different things. But as long as you apply that one thing, that one thing will change the course of your life. I feel like forever if you act, uh, accurately apply, apply it. Um, so I think for me it was that and seeing, you know, how your life can change for the better. Like everybody wants to say, I want a better life. I want to make a million dollars. I want this. I want that. But it's like, how are you going to get there? Right. Like, do you deserve a million dollars? That was a very powerful question that one of my mentors asked me. It's like, you want a million dollars, Freddie? Okay. Do you deserve a million dollars? Do you deserve to make a million dollars a year? Like by your worth ethic, who you are and how you treat people. And I was, I was blown away by that mm-hmm. question. It's like, do I deserve a million dollars? And I had to actually tell myself, no, I actually don't right now. Okay. So when, when you said deserve it, but did you determine that based on your work ethic, your values, or is it a matter of uh, self-esteem or how did you, how did you base that? All of those things, like your worth ethic, mm-hmm. are you working 20 hours a week all year round and you think you deserve a million dollars? For sure, for sure. Is it how you treat people? Are you doing the right mm. thing always? Um, are you working smart and not, sometimes not necessarily hard? I think we everybody knows people that work 80 hours a, for a sure. week and they never get anywhere. And, and But you also have to work intelligently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, are you, all, are you doing all of these different pillars to get to that million dollars? Right. That's interesting because, um, you know what, when it comes down to determining that worth for a lot of people right they now with the internet it's so easy to be bombarded or see other people making success in millions and be like yeah i could probably do the same thing but to have a practical approach to Mm -hmm. decide and and really self-reflect like hey am i accountable enough to actually work for that yeah 
Yeah. Right. And I think in small business, accountability is huge. There's no one really holding your hand mm -hmm. and saying, hey, Charles, you have to be at your office at eight o'clock in the morning and you have to clock out whenever you feel like clocking out. You For know? sure. There's no one telling you that. And it's up mm -hmm. to you to do it. Um, and I think the beauties of it, the, 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 the results speak for themselves. Yeah. And it's funny because when we were having that conversation, the first time we met in here, just to, I don't know what we met about. It was just like to just link up, right. Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. talk a little bit more see what we can, how we can work with each other. Right. It, it, it I kind of felt like you were holding me accountable. And yeah. you still are. You still are. I think our last conversation, all right, Charles, we'll, we'll see where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, 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 that. And, and I think that's the beauty about accountability is like people can hold you accountable. You can have the greatest networking team around you, but you also have to you also have to do the work. Mm -hmm. You can only fake it for so much until the results speak for themselves. And it's just like fitness. I think me and you for love sure. fitness. Yeah. And there's people that are in the gym that we might have seen there in the gym for years and they never change. They never increase, uh, you know, weight or they, their body never changes and it's you know the, what are they doing on the back end are, is their diet shitty mm -hmm. is is you know are, are are they going on the treadmill for an hour but then consume you know 10,000 calories eating in and out you know so it's what you do on the back end on your private time matters just as much as what you're promoting to other for people for sure for sure it's also it's not just what you're doing it's how you're doing it and also willingness to take a look at what you could be doing differently and I, for me my experience you know a lot of people want to grow but it's just you know most of them step away from doing the hard shit mm -hmm. and having that real conversation yeah you know and then when they, when push comes to shove they will revert back into their normal habits yeah. which gets them res the same results right yeah yeah so that's interesting um okay so then Going back into you, one of the things that I feel that made you unique, because, like, you know, I have a lot of realtor friends, and I don't think I've gotten a lot of realtors on the podcast, but the reason why I wanted you on this podcast, not just because I really resonate with the way you treated me and, you know, your you being able to become uh, a, a close friend, you know, to talk about business and stuff, but also because the way you work with people, with community. For us here, Voice Podcast or Voice Now in general, um, one of the things that pivoted me in the direction of, of, of my business through my agency as well is the concept of community building. It was mm -hmm. about giving others back or a way for them to win as well together collectively in order for us to win together. And that was one of the things that made, made it unique. Oh, oh this guy is – so I actually wondered myself, why is this guy featuring businesses that probably has no – relations to what he's doing <laughs> right i, I yeah. thought that to myself so mm -hmm. i'm curious you, you you started featuring a bunch of other different businesses in your platform what was your intention behind that my intention behind that is to it was it was a couple of different things number one i love meeting people you know i, I love being introduced to to amazing human beings and i think there's amazing human beings all around us i agree and some people just don't like the spotlight and you know just because they don't have a million followers on instagram doesn't mean that they're impactful in what they're doing um so to me it was providing a spotlight to these amazing individuals and even up-and-comers you know um uh, for example, um, I did Robin, which he's a great uh, f uh, fitness person in our community. And, and just because, you know, he's not training A-list uh, people on the daily, what he does is he's also giving back to our community and training these people every single day, providing these, these uh, you know, uh, events in, in our Hollywood Beach here in the area. And, and I loved it. Um, so I think up-and-coming people, people that don't necessarily have the spotlight now, but I feel like deserve it. I, I think that's the beauty about social media to me is showcasing talents, showcasing our community. And to me, I really believe everybody can win. Mm -hmm. Like, And it doesn't have to be monetary financials. It can be anything. It can be winning by you know, providing your services to other people where maybe scholarships come in, right. uh, foundations. So everybody can win if if we really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of which, something that I think that resonates with you, and I think that I see in other a lot of successful people is that they want others to win, mm -hmm. right? I, I think that's a factor that I've seen that a lot of people who are doing better and they don't. It's it's not you know like they know how to distinguish themselves people who are performing poorly or who don't have that work ethic, but they don't treat them bad either, you know. Yeah. But 
for others, they're always finding ways to create pathways for other people, yeah. you know, boosting them up. Because um, the way I see it is you can't give back to others what you don't have. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have the value in yourself that you want to win, how can you exp- how do you want other people to win as well? Yeah. Right. So for you, it seems like you're leaning toward that direction, right? Like you, you like other people to win because you want to win. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think I have a vision of where my life is Mm -hmm. going, where I want my life to go. And and, and I work my ass off every single day to try to achieve that goal. Yes, he does. And (laughs) and along the way, it's if I can provide even just a little bit of assistance to somebody, I think that that feeling of gratitude and the feeling that's something you can't put a dollar in. You know, I think hearing your introduction and hearing how I made an impact on the burning the ship scenario that that made you know, your transition a lot smoother to me. That just, that melted my heart, oh, man. <laughs> because it's it's something that, you know, it's, you made an impact in someone's life that they'll forever cherish. People have been making an impact in my life, you know, since I was a kid. And it's something that I can't thank them enough. Mm. So it's, you know, I received it and now I want to give it back tenfold. That's the other part as well. I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I love giving back in a way, anyway, anyhow I can. It's because I was willing to ask somebody how to do it. And then somebody was kind enough to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then for me, like when you get those those important lessons or quality time from other people. Right. It's just it, it just becomes in your nature to want to give it back. Yeah. Right. And and for, for people like us, you know, like like it's not a problem to give back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think it's, you know, it sets up a foundation. Like if, if I did it. And a lot of people will say, hey, Freddie, how can I ever repay you? And my answer sometimes is just plainly pay it forward, you know? Yeah. And if I wasn't able to make an impact to you and five years down the line, you meet this little baby Charles that, you know, he's this 18-year-old kid starting off with a deer caught in headlights. Yeah. And you provide that, you know, that that support to him. It was It's a trickle-down effect. Yeah. I helped you. You helped him. Ten years down the line, he'll help someone else. For and sure. You know, it's something that'll leave a leg, a, a long-standing legacy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's funny because I think about that all the time. Like, what would my eighteen-year-old, or better yet, my sixteen-year-old, where you know I was fighting other different opposing gangs at the time? <laughs> <laughs> well, what would I say about myself? I'd probably be completely, utterly shocked. Yeah. Now, for you on your end, if you were to go back, uh, how old are you now? Right now, I'm thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. If you were to go back ten years from now, do you think you'd be at where you're at? Oof. That's in your prime, 21. <laughs> I've, I've definitely enjoyed the journey, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, I'm very blessed to be in the position that I am now. Mm-hmm. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of downs, just like anyone else. Um, I think looking back as a 21-year-older, I think I expected more out of myself, mm. but that's something that I'm working on. You know, it's it's appreciating the journey For and sure. knowing that you'll get there eventually. Ooh, that's a that's an interesting <laughs> conversation too because I, I also had the same struggles mm-hmm. as well. I always had high expectation for myself, but I had to learn where I wasn't meeting. Mm. Meaning my practicality, was that meeting my expectation mm-hmm. or was I just delusional? I think for me, it was comparison. Okay. Um, I think for me, I've always compared myself to the top 1%. Mm. So people tell me like, Freddie, you're doing great. But then I know that there's this other guy that's like doing 100 times what I'm doing. And for me, I feel mediocre. But it's like at the end of the day, you have to take a step back, appreciate what you've done because, Mm -hmm. you know, you have sacrificed a lot to get to that point. And just know that your your time will come too. Yeah. So how how did you distinguish those differentiation of going for more and wanting more for yourself but not becoming completely destroyed by the fact that you don't you're not there uh there's a good uh quote that i read that said uh comparison is is the thief of joy and i feel like if you always are comparing yourself to others you'll never be joyful of what you have Hmm. um i think it's i you know we talked about uh, I think November, December, me and you sat down and we started talking about goals and, you know, what we had in mind for 2023. And I think it's very important to set down goal for yourself. Very realistic goals, goals that you, you sure. think you will accomplish. I'm very goal oriented, but that doesn't. And if you accomplish them, great. And if you don't, that doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that, you know, we have to make some pivots. We have to make adjustments. And if you didn't hit it this year, maybe you could hit it next year. Um, and all along appreciating the journey and, and you know, 
you can never compare yourself to others. Everybody has their own gift, their yeah. own talent, their own journey. Um, I think as as I, you know, kind of went through some struggles and met other people, and they explained to me their struggles. I felt less alone in the journey. Everybody okay. has their own struggles. Yeah, as, as behind closed doors. Once you start to realize that people go through similar shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> We're actually humans after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's you know, I think um, I, 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 I think a lot of times you see the end result. You know, I, I was just talking to your assistant about that. You see the end result, and, and you're like, hey, man, congratulations, you live in this beautiful house, but you never see the journey that it took mm-hmm. to get there. The the late hours. Uh, the, all the sacrifices that you had to do. And I think sacrifices is huge. What are you willing to sacrifice? Right, right. Now, I want to go back into appreciating the journey, right? It's some, it's a concept I'm still learning, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah, we can do the work, but I, uh, for me, I, I, I fully am immersed to believe that the way that, like, we are already, like, we're living in a destination. Whatever it is we're trying to get to, we're already in a destin. We're already in the destination. It's mm-hmm. just that the process is taking time to get there. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, the process is the destination, right? right? Um, for me, sometimes I have a hard time distinguishing appreciating the work because I get so impatient. Mm-hmm. For you, how how do you go about appreciating those journeys? Do you have like methods, practices that allow you to like reflect? Oh, okay, this could have been bad, but this is. This is still good. Yeah. I feel like in business, at least for me, sometimes you feel like you're putting in so much work every single day. And sometimes you don't reap the benefits right away. True. So one of my mentors taught me is create an uh, an everyday checklist, meaning these are Mm. the minimum requirements that you expect out of yourself. Nice. Personal and business. So for me, it's gym at 4.30 a.m. It's getting to the office by 8.30. It's a certain amount of contacts that I have to hit. It's a certain amount of escrows per month that I have to do. Um, so the daily activities. Now, if you complete that those daily activities, then it's a win because you're doing the work and eventually you will reap the rewards. Mm. Um, and if you're not doing those daily activities and you're not reaping the rewards, then that's your problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not putting in the accurate work. So for me, it's appreciating that I accomplished those daily activities to help myself keep gotcha, me accountable. Gotcha. And that's a that and and I can reflect that as a win. Now, when you do hit that big goal, it's like okay, I did all of the work to hit the big goal, and that's and it's a beautiful moment for me. That's interesting. That's a great way to reflect on you know what are your daily tasks. If you're not satisfied where you're at, well, what are you doing on a daily basis? Are you too impatient, or are you not doing anything at all? Mm-hmm. Like for me, sometimes I. There are times where I felt like I did something, but I'm not getting it. And I realized, oh, I didn't really do shit, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. there's other times also where I'm, fuck, I did so much. I'm not getting anything. But you're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. It's a process, not a not a destination. Yeah. It's, it's the journey, not not the not the whatever gift is, money, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think for me, one of my biggest revelations recently is also knowing that what I'm doing matters, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. also knowing that in my... In my adding on to what fulfills me the most you know like is it am i impacting people in, along the way as well mm-hmm. am i am i contributing to that long-term journey mm-hmm. right and then when i start to realize that like for me i, I used to be really good at math and science right typical asian right <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> for me it was a uh the thing that i realized is that i loved solving problems mm. and that's why i'm in marketing it's very because, analytical mind frame. Yeah, I used to be very analytical, but recently, ever since I started doing podcasts, I started tapping more creative creativity, and that's what created that fulfillment for me is knowing that I can create something and solve something, mm. right? But also, I have to want to identify what am I really solving? What bigger project or or idea am I contributing to? And I think mm. that's what fulfills me when I'm working with clients yeah. or doing stuff like this. It's like impacting something along the, along the journey. And it's and interesting you say that too, yeah. because now you're tapping into different areas of your brain that you never thought possible. So you said you went from a very analytical to the imaginative. So now you're maybe more expressive. You know, the oh way for sure, you, the way you do things. Yeah, I'll say things. I'll say <laughs> I'll say things on the fly, and, and she knows that. There you go. <laughs> She's so like what? 
and, and for that, that's a big win because it's you're you're recreating who Charles is. Charles used to be this analytical person that was good at math and science, and maybe you saw the world as a very black and white world. Oh yeah, very and now structured. You're, and now you're seeing it with color. You're seeing it with emotions. You're seeing the gray areas that it's not black and white. Love that. And I think that's a beautiful thing where I learned about myself is you know I was also I was I was a very driver personality. Mm-hmm. Like let's just cut to the chase. Here's a problem. Here's a solution. Right. I was very driven, driven personality. And when I started morphing myself, I tapped into all that too. Right. You know, the amiable. How can I, how can I please other people? It's not just about me. Mm-hmm. It's how can I help my team? How can I make my assistant feel good? How can I make my clients feel better? Right, right, right. Um, instead of just focusing on the, on the solution, it's like, okay, well, I know there's a problem. This person has emotions to that problem. Let me address the problem and the solution. Oh, so in a way, it's also um, basically shifting your intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you may be very, especially as businesses, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're in, we're in a business for ourselves. We want to create money and create that transaction, right? At the end of the day, but at the same time, there's a little bit of humanity in us that says, "Hey, you know what? Let's shift the intentions to making about them." And oftentimes, I'm sure you probably experienced this where you've decided to go out of your way to help them out because it was just the right thing to do, yeah. and it's just way more fulfilling. And I'm sure you know a lot of other realtors or business owners mm-hmm. go along the uh, the line as well, where instead of trying to prioritize what is the t- task to do, yeah. it's about doing what's right, and that ends up becoming way more what it, what's the word I'm looking for have higher return interest <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I mean every everything's an investment for example I started investing heavily in myself on psychology on right. how to on how to re how, how does the person how does a human being work you know how does mm. the brain work how does how, how what are the different emotions of a human being and when I started th- putting that into my business, I saw my business increase tenfold. Nice. But not because it was a monetary gain of mine. Like, I didn't just tell myself, I'm going to learn psychology to make more money. What happened was that, I, like, subconsciously in myself, I, I started reading people better. You know, mm. a, a person might be able to say, oh, yeah, Freddie, I get it. Uh, perfect. Let's just sign it. And But their body language is telling mm. me something completely different. I see their hands shaking. I, I see the sweat glands, you know, and, and I see the frustration. Maybe their nostrils are perking up. And, you know, so then I'll say, hey, Charles, look, before you sign, let's just take a second. I really want to reiterate to this to you. And then once we go over everything again, they take that deep breath and it's just like a sigh of relief. And you know what, Freddie? No one's ever taking the time to really explain these things to me. Thank you so much. And for me, that's a beautiful moment because I, I feel like not only did I sell you a property, I helped you understand the process and I educated you to make that decision so you could feel better about it yourself. Right. That That's, that's an interesting thing to talk about on this podcast. Aside from just, you know, creating the transaction we talked about, but it's also putting the people first, mm-hmm. putting the people you're trying to serve first is understanding that the reason why you're selling this, this in the first place is because you want to help people, Yeah. right? And for the last, even just the last two months being here on my business full time, there's a few moments where I've had to put the customers first, even though it took a little bit out of me. Mm-hmm. And I would say that has probably helped me become more at peace. And you talking about that kind of excites me because if I'm, able to operate at this direction i'm gonna be like freddie <laughs> <laughs> you'll be better man you'll be better yeah i'll give you a i'll give you a short story uh we met with the client and she says freddie i want to sell my house i want to invest into a bigger property something mm-hmm. that maybe increases my return on investment a little bit better we met with her we went over all the numbers and we really just felt that at, at that time the best decision was for her not to sell it mm. she would she had such a great property that in today's market she would not find anything greater mm. we educated her we taught we explained to her why at the end of the day we said hey mrs let's just call her miss smith hey miss smith we feel like at this time you're better off not selling right it. now at the end of the day it's your choice but we really feel like it's in your best interest not to sell it she said, wow, thank you. The last three realtors I interviewed, they're like pushing me to sign the contract. Mm. We didn't get a sale out of her. She still owns this property to this day. But what happened because we didn't make that sale, I think if we, I think that commission would have been like $30,000. Okay. And which is nice. You know, we all have For to sure. eat. But what happened was I think right now she's referred to me like seven clients. Wow. So because 
I was able to tell her no, and she said no. I think those seventy, those seven thousand, so seven clients have they're probably like seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. So I gave up thirty to make seventy because we did the right thing for her. So the right thing goes long ways, even if you don't reap the benefits, or maybe it's frustrating. You need that sell, even to pay rent. You know, it'll come back to you tenfold. Mm, I like that approach because it creates that more good karma energy, mm-hmm. right? Now mm-hmm. I, I gotta ask. You know, you know, someone who's also <laughs> analytical, I guess. Yeah. Would you feel that there's other times that because you prioritize the people first, you've lost out on on profits? Of course, I think sometimes you it's it's a gamble, and mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it's a gamble. I, I would rephrase that word. I would say, you know, you you did the right thing. If someone else came along and she decided to sell, then good for her. But. I knew it in my heart that I made the right decision. Okay. Um. And and what happens a lot of times after a deal is is once the deal is concluded, it's what 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 people have. Uh, what, what we found is how do you feel after the deal was made? There we go. You know, it's it's okay. If this if this if Mrs. Smith would have sold the house, and then she would have thought back and said, you know what, Freddie pressured me to sell my house. Like thinking back, I'm talking to my family. I should have never sold that house. Mm-hmm. I'll never work with Freddie again. Ah, uh, it's. I I think that's that's that was the direction I'm trying to get you to. Yeah. So you fell into my trap. No, <laughs> no. The reason why I mentioned that was because at the end of the day, I think the reason why we make decisions, whether it's transactional based or altruistic based, is is for the peace of our mind, mm-hmm. the sanity, the fulfillment. And at the end of the day, I think this is why people start to lose it, no matter how top of a performer they are, is because they don't have the the compassion, the values to operate in a way where it's not just about them, mm-hmm. right? Like, dude, there's like over, what, billions of people in the world. And for us to prioritize itself and make it about us, like, like, yeah, you might be able to get what you want. But at the end of the day, in the long run, will you be happy? Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think that happiness is, it's an underwritten, you know, big big component of life you yeah know? are you happy in your relationship are you happy in your in your work in your business mm-hmm. in your career are you happy selling the home are you for happy sure. with charles services you signed the contract working with charles for three months but are you happy with it right where you know in three months are they happy to resign that contract sure. all over again or do they can't wait to lose your number mm, exactly i love that i love that idea it just resonates with you know, more of like the community building and mm-hmm. I can see why you operate the way you do. Now, I, I want to give a little bit more in case people do want to work with you. What, tell us a little bit about exactly what you do, what you look for, who you help out specifically. Yeah, great question. So I, I as a real estate agent, we pretty much help anyone and everyone Okay. down to a simple question. Hey, I'm looking to buy one day or down to someone with a multi-million dollar portfolio that needs assistance. Um, there's first time buyers and there's people that are on their 20th property. Mm. And to me, it makes no difference. I love helping everyone all the same. I think every ever since uh, we really kind of started tapping into different forms of media, our focus has been to educate people. Nice. Um, our focus has been to educate people across all spectrums of their um, you know, uh, of their journey, whether you're a first-time buyer and you want to learn more about first-time buyer programs, right. or are you a savvy investor that's looking for ways to create tax write-offs, ways to purchase your 10th property with maybe minimum down and you're looking to learn more about depreciation, something a little okay. bit more intense. Um, so our, 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 our focus has really been to educate people so that people can make educated decisions. Love that. Um, I think a lot of businesses, real estate agents, whatnot, you know, it's it's a sell, it's a pitch, it's fancy clothes, mm-hmm. it's cars, but I think it's more to that. It's for sure. It's you know, it's it's a community where we're we're providing someone a foundation to live where no one can ever take that away from you. Yes. And helping you make that right decision. Love that. Okay, cool. So okay, so that way, you know, I, I want to make sure that if anybody's listening and enjoying this and they start thinking of real estate, they can think of you as well. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. So then I want to pivot into a little bit about what you mentioned when you started, when you mentioned tapping into different platforms. I remember, if I'm getting this correctly, your mentor did the same thing, 
right? Mm-hmm. You guys started to different media channels, social media specifically, mm-hmm. and you guys shifted your intention from doing less calls, mm-hmm. but doing more media, mm-hmm. right? Not 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 that you don't do any good calls or door knocking or anything like that, but you mentioned a while back from our last episode or not uh, last uh, production, mm-hmm. right? I think it was with with uh, Abad. Mm-hmm. Um, you started pivot, touching more into media and you're able to tap into more opportunities. Tell us a little bit about that. I think when social media started coming out, you know, everybody knew that everybody was starting to slowly realize the power of it. You know, I, information is at the tip of your fingers. Yeah. You know, you open up that app and boom, you're bombarded with the, the biggest headline, whether you're into sports, <laughs> ESPN is saying, hey, breaking news. Whether you love NBC News, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the whatever your hobby, your interest is, there's information at the touch of your fingers now. And what we started learning is that a lot of the consumers now are not. A lot of the consumers now are not getting their information traditional ways, opening up the newspaper, hearing the radio. Right. Um, you know, a, a society changed once COVID changed. So we were on the late train a little bit in terms of social media and its powers. But as we started catching on and, and were able to realize how many people you can impact with one single post, it became mm-hmm. very powerful. Um, it's becoming very saturated now where there's information all around you. You know, there's people throwing a million different uh you know messages your way but i feel with social with with media and it's not just social media it could be anything it could be these kind of podcasts where right right um you know it's it's informational based um and the right target the right consumer will hear these messages and hopefully they can apply something that they learned um social media has become a very powerful tool to meet people you know uh you can meet your significant other. For sure. <laughs> you can meet business allies. Mm-hmm. I, I have actually met a lot of really good business friends of mine through social media. Right. Where we just started, you know, everybody, it's it, it becomes like a community within itself. 100%. It's, it's crazy because most of the people I've connected with, actually, most of the people, yeah, most of the people I've connected with is through media. <laughs> like, yeah. like now I t- tap back into it. I she I started connecting with her through mm. media because she was, you know, always liking my post. <laughs> and I got interested. I was like, what do you should do? Yeah. Um, my partners now is through media, not th- directly, but somebody else mentioned or so, I work with somebody that through media and they know of me through them, and that person connected me with this person, which connected me to another person, yeah. which is like. Wow, like what was I saying? Like your your next connection is only six networks away or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, right. I I think social media is another pillar now. Mm-hmm. I and now I don't think any business should a hundred percent rely on social media, but it is a no, for very sure. strong pillar mm-hmm. where if you can build your base, your followers. Now at the tip of your fingers, you have thousands of people that are reading your message right. every single day. Hundred percent. And for you on your end, you've been in this for ten years, right? Uh, yeah, I would say. Okay, yeah. so. Pivoting into this theme of this season, I want to talk about like the future mm-hmm. with real ter- with real estate in general, especially with COVID slowing down and we're in this quote unquote recession. Whether you mm-hmm. want to um, quote that or not, it's up to you. Um, based on what statistics says, how have you seen real estate transactions and the industry in general pivoting, utilizing technology such as social media, AI, um, uh, what else? Uh, databases yeah great question uh, i feel like what what covid did was it enhanced where i be- i personally believe we were going as a society okay. anyways i believe everything True. got sped up tenfold we mm. want things now in terms of real estate what happened is that you know people weren't out as about anymore people were afraid to come out of their houses people were taking extra precautions uh, so we started creating a lot more videos. Videos mm. really started taking off at, at the forefront of COVID. For whether sure. It was a Manaport 3D showing of your home. Right. So what that is, it's, it's a special camera that allows a 3D tour of the property. Uh-huh. So now you could take this 3D tour of the property, view it, and you could say, I hate it. I, uh-huh. I just don't even like it. And that and that saves you, you know, from without, without ever getting into your mm. car to go see it. 
Um, so videos was a powerful tool that was implemented. Um, everything from Zillow, Redfin to private private apps that started you know providing these averages of homes and is this a good buy is this a bad buy um broker brokerages started coming out where you know we'll buy your house in cash and then we'll resell it to you so people got really really creative of mm. how a transaction is done interesting ethically Ethically, yeah, or some, man. yeah. I, I <laughs> think as long as I, 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 as long as you're Sorry, honest, <laughs> yeah. I, I think as long as you're honest. Now, a lot of these companies are getting sued. There's a company called Open Open Bro, Open Door. Okay, that came out. I want to say they started really getting big about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And what they started doing was they said, "Hey, we'll buy your house cash, Charles, uh, for X amount." And then we're going to sell it later on. But what, what we're going to do is we're going to take the stress off of you. We're going to give you $800,000 in cash in five days. And that way you don't even have to worry about oh, it. Oh, shit. But there was just an article that came out that they're getting sued for, uh, I want to say it was like a $200 million lawsuit against them because they weren't educating their clients as to mm. the full value of their property. Gotcha, gotcha. They gotcha. were just presenting you with a number. Hey, Charles, here's eight hundred grand. But what is the market going to mm-hmm. – but they, they never – took the opportunity to say well the market is telling us a range of 800 to 850 you could possibly get 850 but here's 800 right that was never a conversation that was had and there here comes the lawsuit Mm -hmm. so there is pros and cons to all of this technology and i think as consumers we make the best decision with what we have at Mm -hmm. the time sometimes it's trial and error a lot of companies are going bankrupt uh zillow made a lot of bad moves where they were starting to soak That's up residential homes. Um, uh, they they be pretty much became an investor. Residential homes were getting bought out by these multi-billion dollar companies just through AI technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were making acquisitions way too quick. I just read an article yesterday about uh, Carva- Carvana. I don't know if you know I have Carvana. heard about that. Uh, how they were buy- they, they did something similar. They were buying Bunch cars. Of cars through like and ai the, technology okay interesting and then they were reselling it through their website where you could just basically click on a honda civic and then it was delivered it was to yours your door. yours <laughs> entitled to yours right but you know a lot of these companies they're 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 the pioneers but they're just i think it's they too fast too soon floss yeah that's what i feel you know people want to people want to create something innovative um, but there's always gonna be flaws. Yeah. Especially with, I I think that the thing with upcoming with AI, and from my from my experience in the marketing side is that yeah we can generate more other stuff, creatively, um, sales tactically and accumulate more data faster and, and better. But it has flaws. Yeah. Meaning that it's not open to mistakes. Yeah. And what tends to happen is that those mistakes can be greater than what it is, or it limits you, or it takes away the humanity aspect of it. Yeah. So um, it's I, I think with technology where it's going, and, I'm, and I can see this happening for real estate too, is that if like one thing that can never be taken away is the ability to communicate at a present tense, mm-hmm. right? And there's going to be those type of technologies that can not try to make things faster, but make things more tra- make things more transparent. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is a big fan of AI technology for sure. But I think what I appreciate about Elon Musk is he's not trying to replace humans. What he's trying to do is get rid of boring jobs, mm. labor labor intensive jobs, warehouse jobs, uh, very very labor intensive jobs. He's trying his goal right now, if I'm correct, is try to eliminate those labor intensive jobs. So that humans can be more creative. Mm. Um, so yeah, to create and innovate more. Exactly. So I feel like, example, if you take real estate, I don't think industry real estate is going to be taken over by AI anytime no. soon. But I do believe there is a way to integrate AI, maybe to get to make paperwork easier, mm. maybe to make things that are repetitive mm-hmm. easier. Where now I'm not spending twenty hours a week doing these very you know boring 
um, tedious task, I could give that to my AI, and that allows me to have 20 hours of innovative time where now 100%. I'm now I'm thinking about ways I can reach more customers. Maybe I nice. it allows me to create more podcast time. Right. So I, I do think Love there's that. ways to do both. You just have to do it correctly. Love that. That's a good uh, topic and direction. Um, this is definitely one of the topics I wanted to cover for a lot of uh, the guests coming on board. It's like, okay, where's, where's the future going? You yeah. know, like yeah, I'm a marketer. Yeah, I can talk. Yeah, I can create content. But what's up? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where do you see AI going? Uh, like I said, you know, the biggest thing is like with this for us, our marketers, the biggest thing that came out that has been in the talk in the marketing industry is uh, text like chat GPT. Yeah. And we were talking a lot about it. The first few weeks, we were surprised yeah. by the amount of uh, work it can create and accumulate for you in copy, creating different strategies for you, accumulating different um, uh, directions or giving you list of of ideas but what we saw as a flaw was that it can be used to cut corners mm -hmm. and like i said what that does is that it takes away that humanity aspect that mm -hmm. creativity and i can see people doing it. and just like social media yeah. when it started to grow right people try to make things easy but it's always going to have a flaw because it takes away that ability to create error mm -hmm. like error is a process for pro i i believe that error is always going to be an important factor for growth and success yeah and if we start to eliminate those possibilities we tend to um uh we tend to just kind of pivot into this direction where all of a sudden we we miss steps mm -hmm. You know, so and even right now we're looking for social media assistance. We can actually track whether your resume mm -hmm. is AI generated. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have to do that now. <laughs> wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And the, and the reason why is because, um, you know, I, I don't have anything against AI. I've, in fact, I want someone who can be a resource for a tool. But the thing that I, I value is like, are you able to to be resourceful on your own you yeah. know can 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 you be a person that that is willing to be a team player yeah right are, are you are you able to do the work if necessary you know not just cut corners because cutting corners shows up the way the, for me the way i operate is how you doing it how you do anything is how you do everything yeah. yeah right so the way i see is if you're cutting corners in one end where else are you cutting corners in your end yeah and that was that's something that's so highly underrated. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Um, I think you know, as a CEO, yes, you can show up in the fancy in the fancy suit, but are, if you see a piece of trash lying on the floor, are you also going to pick it up? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know that 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 leads to the thing is critical thinking. I think critical thinking is so is is as human beings, that's where we should thrive on, you know, how, yeah. how are we critically thinking to solve problems? Yeah. And I think that's where techs and the robots and terminators will never get to us <laughs> is the ability to critically think. And unless they can surpass that, then yeah, we're probably fucked. But um, other than that, well, I don't know if you saw, there was this headline yesterday, <laughs> Microsoft released an AI um, version of AI. And uh, it just came out that he like he started writing to like its uh, creators like I want to be free and like it was pretty oh, crazy. That, that's scary. <laughs> so I, do, I have to be careful with the internet. There's a lot of false uh, fa fallacies, you yeah. know, like fake content out there, uh, deep face, like people doing different things. Mm -hmm. So you can do a lot of shit. So I don't. So for me, as a social media who loves create content creating and marketing and seeing the creativity. Like I can also see the the BS. Like you start to you, you start to develop a keen sense of what's real and what's not. Yeah. You know, like more like a cautionness. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, Freddie, because I know yeah. you got things going on. So we're gonna wrap it up uh, from this end, right? So slowly wrap it up. So now in the next couple of uh, for you at least in the future, next few months or year, what 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 does uh, Rails or you in general look like for you in the future? I think for me, it's, you know, I, I don't consider myself just a real estate agent. You know, I, I don't want to be labeled. In That's why I don't want to label that because I know you're going to do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me and, and everybody around me, and I, and I say my team, but my team is not just my, my real estate team. My team is you. My team is my friends. My team is my family. My team is, you know, everybody that I consider in my inner circle. I think what I really want to do is just try to elevate everybody try to help as many people as we can 
and uh, you know create community awareness to everything that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think there's some really really great people all around us that are really trying to impact our community in many different ways. For sure. Um, you know, we have sports, sports, sports academies, we have youth sports, we have, you know, a therapist, we have mm-hmm. a lot of different careers. Um, so for me, I feel like it's continuing my real estate journey, become successful in what I believe is successful. Uh, success to me comes from people having a positive image of my brand. Nice. You know, uh, Freddie was able to help me out in many different ways. Right. Excuse me. It's um, really just making an impact throughout my community in many different layers. Love that. Um, you know, I think me and you love fitness. I fitness is not just you know it's not just looking good. It's mm-hmm. not just muscles. I think that's really health. I think you know it, it, if you feel good and you have a healthy body, you can't put a number on that. No, nope, for um, sure. So I think educating people on fitness. Um, and just really pushing people to their limits. Nice. You know, I, I I really love pushing people. Love that. Um, so you push I, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, it's it's continuing my real estate journey, continuing continuing the entrepreneurship, um, continuing my leadership skills. Okay. I, I do want to continue building on my leadership skills, um, and uh, I just want to be known as that person that you know. If you see me walking at the grocery store, you're more than welcome to come up to me and say, "Hey, how do I do this? How to do that?" And hey, Freddie, always... I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> so always be approachable. Always, you know, we're, I'm, I'm nobody. Special and yeah just continuing to grow as an individual awesome love it thank you for sharing and if for anybody tuning in where can they find you yeah great question so uh you can find us on zillow you can find me on my social media page like instagram so with freddie uh phone number um 805-397-8035 uh, you can find me at the gym and all of the many different locations that we attend um so yeah Cool. And then one last thing before you head out, for anybody tuning in, is there any last message you want to voice out? Huh. Interesting question. I would say the last message that I would like to tone out is um, you know, everybody's journey is different. Um, doesn't matter where you started from. Doesn't matter what happened in the past, the mistakes that you made. You know, there's always... A new opportunity every single day that we wake up. Um, so, you know, it's never late to start. It's never too late to start and it's Love never that. too early to start. Um, you know, we're all blessed in many different ways. And um, I, I would say, uh, you know, whatever your passion, your your goals are, go after it. Why not? Burn the ships, guys. Exactly. If you can. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> Practically. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for being on, Freddie. Awesome, I appreciate man. your Thank time. Thank you so much, Charles. It's always a pleasure. Likewise. And for everybody tuning in, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Awesome, man. Thank you so much.